Hello and welcome again to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. Today, we have an author, John T. Campbell, who brought along his book so that we can uh, know more about it. It is um, Old Folks, no, I, that's my note. <laughs> the chapter will be Fading Memories Guide. Got that one. And uh, are you there? Yes, John? I'm here. Yes. Okay. Yep. Hello, everybody. Yes, there will there will be a lot of everybody's here pretty soon next yep. coming week. Um, I was looking here at um, your Beyond the Fading Memories, and it's um, very very. Uh, deep subject, I would say. And in, in having that, uh, that uh, and a bonus that I didn't, wasn't aware of, uh, is that each of the chapters have guidelines for people that uh, having having difficulties with the loved ones. Is that right? Yes. And by the way, it's Beyond the Fading Memories, Guiding Words for Dementia Caregivers, just so you know, for dementia, oh. yep. I revised the book and added in the guiding words at the ends of the chapters to help. It's mainly family members, but it could be any caregivers for various stages and uh, stuff with the dementia. It kind of matches the chapters, which is a story of the time I was my mom's caregiver. Right, right. How long was the, uh, how long was your, your tour of duty in terms of? It well, started as far as, uh, I moved in with my mom on a spur of the moment decision in December right. of 2012. And um, she died in a facility that she was only in six months in 20, June of 2019. So around six and a half years, I was her caregiver. Living. Well, you should have, you should have all kinds of stripes and rewards for that. That's not easy. Yep. Uh, I think I told you that my my mother passed with yes, uh, Alzheimer's dementia. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, if I would imagine all the stories are pretty close to what they are, uh, you have to have, and, and I guess after reading your book, uh, they're going to have a lot better panel on what the situation is and what they should expect and, and what not to expect. Yes. Are you getting some good feedback on that? Yes. Um, first of all, my mom had Alzheimer's. There's over a hundred different types of dementia. So certain types might um, bring different challenges that are a little different, but... Um, really? There's a lot of similarities in all of them. I mean, like Louie Body, which I have a customer in my other business that uh, 
husband had it, you know, there's a lot of hallucinations and stuff, but that can happen with Alzheimer's also. So yeah, it depends on that. I've been getting the thing that I'm striking me the most is the feedback. It's kind of like yourself, the amount of people that have actually had are going through it right now that read my book, some, some that I knew, some I didn't. So it's just such a widespread problem. Uh, that's the main thing. But yes, the uh, I think I gave a lot of response was giving them hope. But the key to everything, really, it is kind of what those, you know, the word guide, learning how to mm -hmm. guide them. And it's really hard for us to remember as caregivers, even though we have our memory, to remember that they don't have any memory and have to act upon that. So right. that's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I told you that my uh, my mother passed because of Alzheimer's. Yes. And it was an interesting situation. Um, she was in a, uh, um, I don't want to call it, I guess I should, it's an old folks home in North Dallas. And um, my sister was living there and she was going by and seeing her uh, a lot. Uh, I went and looked at it and thought it was noisy and dirty and there's something better, which was only couple of miles away from where I lived then and we moved her uh, great place versus the other one and then within a week she was walking on the sidewalk inside the grounds and she fell and she hurt she broke her hip yeah and ended up in the hospital for a couple of weeks and they said you can't fix it um and, uh, you know, that was quite a shock, yeah. but uh, I expected more, but that's some, something I shouldn't have. Let me warn people, you should not expect anything. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of, of it. And, and then it was slow. Um, you know, we uh, learned that she wasn't eating much, so I went in and took her some bacon and then she wouldn't even eat, eat the bacon. And I've never seen my mother eat, not eat the bacon. So I, I was, uh, it was uh, quite, a, quite an endeavor uh, there. And then uh, it was, uh, I knew that she was gonna be a, a quick pass. Right. Um, and uh, I even, paid 20 20 dollars for the once one of the guys that would stay out for the door and um allow me to have her on the last step and i went back in and she'd already passed that quick wow and and my first reaction was go get your 20 bucks but that wasn't <laughs> we didn't want to do that right <laughs> uh, and it's uh, uh, there. There are other readings, I guess you have, or other books that you probably schooled in to familiarize with with what you wanted to say and had to say. Is is that right? Something you leaned on or looked at uh, the knowledge? Or my own experience, but there are other books like the Thirty Six Hour Day. Um, T. P. Snow is a, one of the greatest experts on how to deal with 
I, I also attended support groups. Right. So I learned a lot from, because the leader was a caregiver that cared for her dad. Just to mention, um, just so you know that uh, in 20, uh, 2018, my father, my parents were divorced, but my dad shared her with me, he would take her on weekends. He suddenly died in 2018. And I was oh, going to be, I have siblings, but I was going to become her full-time caregiver. And my sister and I had already teamed up to prepare ahead. And we put her, I didn't want it to happen, but she went into a memory care for a short time, but she didn't like it. And my sister had a change of heart. We let everybody, my two brothers also decide, but we took her out. I became full-time caregiver. But um, what happened was we would send her to a day center. And the reason I brought this up is because your mom falling. Right. Uh, in in the, be the beginning of 2019, after we'd set everything up, because our neighbor was also going to help, he was a psychiatric nurse like my mom, I mm -hmm. went to pick her up at the day center on a Friday night. And it was connected to a Catholic church. There was all kinds of nurses and volunteers. It was a great place. But it was extra crowded that night with cars. And normally I'd walk her down the cement steps. I told her to wait. Well, she forgot. And when I went to start driving closer, um, she started going forward. And she mm -hmm. actually broke 13 bones, her mm -hmm. pelvis, her wrist, her shoulder, a bunch mm -hmm. of ribs. And she was in the hospital for two weeks and then we put it in, into an assisted living out of convenience. And it was six right. months later, she died. As similar to yours, it wasn't the bone breaks. It was after breakfast. And it happened to be a time when only my older brother had been there the day before. No one had visited. It was early in the morning. I used to visit her every day, but I missed the day before. And she just gasped for breath after breakfast. They said she was not eating as much prior. She would decline it. So that is a sign. Right. So, you know, I had a similar, similar experience there. Well, you know, it, it, what was, I, I looked at it and said, really? And that was the issue of whether she could walk or not. Yeah. She forgot how to walk. Right. It's that simple. She forgot how to walk. And so I'm just, I'm still blown away by that. Yeah. And the actually opposite happened with my mom. <laughs> she was actually walking in the hospital at one point when they didn't even think she could walk. So she was mainly in a wheelchair most yeah. of the time, even after being out. But there were times when she got up and walked. <laughs> so really? she completely forgot that she had any broken bones. And she actually just did it. They were healing pretty fast. She was, she was healing from that. Yeah. It is mainly a brain issue with the dementia. I mean, it affects other parts of the body in later stages, but so, yeah. Well, um, you know, you've, you've got an important book that if, once I re started reading the reviews, you know, they're all, uh, got their hats off for you and waving them in the air that gave them something that they could lean on and, and something to share with others because they're not the only person to go through that issue. That, that problem. 
Yeah. Uh, and you make it America is is, is create not just creative. It's uh, um, it's I, I don't know. You give me the words. Um, I don't know. Inspirational. I'm not sure, but yeah, I will say I. Well, I don't want to. I don't know if I should just talk now or not, but yeah, you go on. You just a couple things about the book. Uh, one of the reasons I wrote it. Well, I'm already an author, so writing stories yes. my thing, and I chose to do it. But um, one of the reasons is. Is because there are books out there. Don't get me wrong. There's quite a few memoirs out there about this, or uh, but the the stories kind of get pushed under the rug. It's so difficult to deal with, and people are so tired once they're done caregiving that they kind of just want to forget it. And I think it's important that uh, we have to step up because. <laughs> That you're talking about facilities, it's going to be tough, you know. Mm -hmm. It's it's increasing so much. There's mm -hmm. they did a study recently, and one in three seniors have some form of dementia, and the cost of caregiving is so high. We it, mm -hmm. I guess it can't be everybody. Some are too tired, some don't have ways to do it, but we, as with the experience, need to step up more and guide others in it. Another thing, I don't know if you were going to ask, I don't know if you were going to touch on the music with dementia, because that was an important part of my book, but. No, I didn't know that. That's right. interesting. So I missed, maybe I should talk about that now for a minute. I don't know how much time sure. we got. Oh, you got about 10 minutes left. Yeah. And if people, you know, just on a national level, because I was on another show and, um, uh, somebody uh one of the persons on there brought this up i already knew about it but he mentioned the the power of music and that he had seen the show on tony bennett who recently was diagnosed with dementia and lady gaga put him on went on tour with him and they showed where he could play the music and sing it perfectly perfectly without a flaw and then they asked him right after that what year it was and he couldn't remember so the same thing with glenn campbell happens to have the same name as me um he yeah. was on tour when he had dementia you know the harder thing is dealing with the other aspects of just you know navigating through life but i will tell you how i discovered the power of music with dementia i also saw some studies and films on it but um where i really uh, hit home with my mom was one day I lived her condo was in a nice area there were these screen porches in the front and the back it was like eight in the morning and I heard this voice singing it turned out to be my mother and um, of course and she was singing a perfect pitch America the Beautiful including the verses that I don't even know without a care in the world, not worrying what anybody, you know, thought of her. And the birds were kind of gathered round. And I'd already had known about the power of music, but that just instilled into me how powerful it was. And so what I did after that point was I was like, I got to get music in front of my mom as much as possible. We had a piano, 
So I put out an ad and two women became, came in who had parents with dementia and they would sing songs with her. Now, mostly what happens with people with dementia is they generally remember music back to their early, to their teenage years or early adulthood is what they remember. So my mom had a, a lot of older siblings and one of them was in the war with her, um, his brother-in-law in World War II. So my mom tended to mostly remember a lot of uh, these, these uh, World War II songs. But when the women came in and they played old classes of classics of virtually any kind, she would actually um, know most of them, almost all of them, word for word. And what it did was it would change her mood completely. She would become calm and it even stimulated her mind. Um, there, you know, there's, there hasn't been, there's been studies. And one thing they know is that the music memory of the brain is the last to go. So usually that's not touched. But one thing with the music that I've been instilled by a person who's heavily involved with this recently, it's best to find out what they like early and start using it early. But it's not for everyone. That might have right. been one point in my book that it would work in every single case. I didn't say mm -hmm. that in the book, but I hammered it a lot. So it just, mm -hmm. but very often it is. And there's so many ways to do it. I did it through videos, TV, music channels. My nephews and nieces came in and played for it. We literally did this in the hospital and up into to the days before she passed. So it's it's extremely important. I don't, they're doing it a lot of facilities. I got friends that are doing it for their family members. Right. Um, but it's it's really not taken serious enough. That's how powerful it is. It's very powerful. Because actually they've done studies where even for hours, sometimes days, it changed their mood. And most of the time they can be very agitated or withdrawn or whatever else. So that's a very important aspect of it. Well, it's, it's outstanding. It's uh, it's it's, a, it's great. I'm surprised that the the industry of the medical people they they don't pay not pay much with you know yeah. about that. There's some that are, but yes, and even the doctor here in UW in Madison, Wisconsin, where and you know, he's had people on his show that talk about music and dementia, but still their focus isn't there as much. And it's such a good thing. It rarely does it bring a problem when people are dealing with so much craziness when they're caregivers. It's, it's just such a positive thing. So, and I recently discovered my best friend through a, from high school whose dad was a music director and his brother just died. He was an avid piano player. Um, we discovered his mom has dementia, so we may be doing some things along those lines to help his mother, uh, right. but he's still dealing with this whole situation that just happened. So so I didn't, yeah, I, it was a good tangent to get on, but I guess I'm done with that part of things. Well, you know, a lot of people will do sequels. Yep. Uh, and something like that would be, well, for my mother, you know, she loved it sing church music, yeah. church songs, just love it. 
right? Uh, and that's yeah. a lot of older people. Yeah, church music is a big one. That's that's what we'll be doing with his mom. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Let me uh, put you on the spot in terms of telling me in my in my uh, audience uh, where they can find your book, and uh, they're they're after it. I can tell the rumble. Well, just I happen to have a paperback here, but it's available in paperback at Kindle on Amazon. I have, I also have a, and right now, just so you know, there's a special out in, in April for 99 cent Kindle and 99, 9.99 paperbacks for the book. Uh, you can also go to my website, which is um, johnwritercampbell.com and get it through there. One thing I wanted to mention that I didn't talk about either is that related to music. I don't play any instruments, but I've been um, writing since I was 18. I'm 60 now. And um, one of my major strengths is lyric writing. And I actually wrote lyrics the day before my mom died, not knowing that she did and um, she was going to. And she had said some words when we went to see my dad in the hospital after he passed. And I wrote a song based on that. And in 2020, when I was gonna be putting out this book uh, in 2021, my close, one of my closest friends, musician, Bradley Fish and I master recorded a song related to it. So it's become like a theme for the book, which is also on my website or on Amazon Music, or I think even if you scroll down the book, and that's also 99 cents now. It's It almost won a worldwide contest. Uh, it came in like number five in that contest. So it is a good song, and I'm, I'm hoping to use that for raising awareness about music and dementia along with my book. So uh, that can be, you can you know, download it on all platforms, Spotify, Amazon, any of the major platforms for music it's on. Sure, so. that's a good thing to do. Yeah. I, I bet there's others out there thinking about that or trying it themselves on a, on a single basis. Yep. Um, yeah, that's good. Well, let me, uh, if I can, thank you very much, John Ryder Campbell, actual, actual John T. Campbell. And um, it's, uh, it's a good thing for you to come on my show and, and good things that I remember, uh, all, all good and uh, with, with my mother. And I'm, I'm glad that you've uh, uh, helped your mother. Um, it's, uh, and a lot of others are probably to, you know, just looking for something to be able to do with. So thank you very much, John, for, for being uh, on my show here. Um, Thanks for having me, and I hope I can help a lot of people with this book and this talk. And... I, I think you will. I think you will. Okay. Um, I want to thank my listeners who are tuning in for searching for integrity. And uh, so long, and happy trails to all. Mm -hmm.